Welcome to the 904 Together podcast. I'm Tom Patton. No one would dispute that it's a challenging time to be in business. And on this podcast, we're talking with a variety of business owners across the 904 area code about how they're facing the challenges of COVID-19 and how they plan to move forward. My guest on this episode is attorney John Miller of Rock Solid Law, a firm in Jacksonville Beach. And John, thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Tom. Tell us, first of all, just describe Rock Solid Law, what it is, what, what kind of a practice are you? Thank you. We moved our practice to the beach in 1991, and uh, we serve the beaches by uh, helping people show their love to those they treasure through their estate planning. Uh, we take an approach where uh, we try to learn about the values of the individual and build their plan around that and their family. We close real estate. Uh, I believe that owning our homes is the cornerstone of the American dream, and I love doing that. And the third piece is, I, uh, and this is the practice I grew up in, represent entrepreneurial small business owners. So uh, what changes did you make to your business during the time that we were all safer at home? Thanks. Uh, you know, I offered each of my team members uh, the opportunity to make a choice to work at home or work in the office. And we had some uh, members of our team who had a distant family who had already been affected by the virus. Um, so all but two of us chose to work from home. Of course, the, the biggest challenge there was the technology, getting everybody set up and able to uh, really do their functions in a law practice from home. Um, about two weeks ago or the end of the week, uh, all I like to say they started begging me to please come back. They were tired of their uh, obligatory isolation. Yeah. And uh, we still do have one team member working from home. She's doing a great job, but she has a an elementary school age child and uh, is a single mom and needs to be there to help him with his schoolwork. Um, a big change is we initiated daily Zoom meetings uh, mm -hmm. so that uh, we are at least seeing each other's faces and talking about the work of the firm, encouraging each other, uh, picking each other up when we're down uh, yeah. and um, uh, trying to share what we can do to help each other get through the time. As I say, most of them have moved back into the office um, we've continued to see clients. Many clients want to come here. Some have signed their documents handed through a car window. Uh, we've uh, <laughs> done it on a trunk. We've been to uh, a big shopping, uh, big parking lots and met people there. But most folks are comfortable coming in. Um, and we do a, a, a very thorough job of cleaning our uh, conferencing area between each time we have a visitor. <laughs> washing my hands so that they're pruning all over the place. <laughs> and uh, really the, the practice, you know, I've, I've joked, but it's no joke that a pandemic makes people realize that they need to have their will and or trust in place. Yeah. So the practice has been active. Um, the real estate practice is uh, not at full force. Everybody knows that there have been some closings that have fallen off because people weren't able to qualify to get their loan because of job loss. Um, but the majority have gone forward. Um, I would say a, a very small number, something like four have had to be canceled for, for mm -hmm. virus related, you know, tangentially related reasons like job loss. So you do have the one, um, one employee who, as mayor Curry is asking people who can allow their employees to continue to work from home if that's needed, that, that they can do that. And you're making that accommodation for that one employee and probably whoever else might ask. Absolutely. If another one uh, felt like they needed to go back home, we have two 
team members who have elderly parents in the region. And that was a big part of their decision to not be around the rest of us for, I don't know, three or four weeks, it seems like in there. Uh, they then gained a comfort level and, and have come back in. But if they wanted to change their mind, um, we'd let them go. Are you wearing masks when you have clients come in? We are letting, we are gauging our behavior on the client. You know, with a law firm, it's really important that people be comfortable. Mm -hmm. So if they come in without their masks, we are meeting them without masks. If they come in with masks, we have some, we have, we, I started out, Tom, with a dust mask from, uh, <laughs> you know, work, shop work around the house, but yeah. I've, I've upgraded to a, a bit of a nicer mask at this point in time. Yeah. Andy was able to find, my wife, Andy was able to find one that has, I think, Woodstock and Snoopy on the mask. That, um, that, that makes yeah. people, that makes people smile at least. Yes, you've exceeded me again, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's challenging, John, I promise you. <laughs> so what kind of questions have you been asked most often, not only when you talk about wills and trust, but from your small business clients? Well, the small business clients, um, you know, is the main struggle. And, uh, you know, since you've been so kind to give me this platform, if we can encourage people to shop locally, uh, and, and to patronize our small business friends uh, in the 904, I don't think there's any anything else you can do beyond that. Of course, the restaurant clients have struggled to keep going with their uh, takeaway and delivery. Um, primarily, uh, we were asked for information on the uh, payroll protection program. Mm -hmm. A lot of people needed some help with that. While we were not, uh, I did not, choose to establish myself as an expert in that because it, it really takes some expertise. And as you know, it was a moving target. We have and resources. Still is. Have, and it still is, you know, there's now there's the whole forgiveness side of that program that, that needs to be contended with, but I became enough of an expert where I could discuss it with people and send it out to them. Um, interestingly, uh, a, a number of um, new business ventures have come to me. Uh, it, that didn't take them off the board. Some, there are a couple of purchases of ongoing businesses that have put themselves on ice for mm -hmm. the period to see what's going to happen. And uh, everybody's been understanding uh, in that that period of time. Uh, but we, we are actually in the process of doing new uh, corporations with shareholders agreements, you know, putting partnerships together for people that have business ventures that are going forward. I'm privileged to have one client, um, still waiting to uh, have the first transaction closed, but who uh, should be uh, providing masks to healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a much needed service. And I feel good to be a part of that supply side if we can pull it off. I'm not there yet, but we're pulling hard. We're pushing and pulling. I think everybody in this time is is trying to do whatever it is that they can to to help their fellow business owners, their just and, and just people who are around them to get through this time. It's been it's been so challenging and so out of the ordinary on so many levels. I agree with you. One of the things that, that I uh, this occurred originally the uh, isolation uh, the distancing occurred right around my birthday. So I was away. I was coming back. I was thinking, now, what can I do to really help? And without being uh, Pollyanna, I've tried to maintain a very positive outlook and to push that out into our community. Um, I think you know that uh, one of the little pieces is taking sunrise pictures like like you do, just pushing them out there with a, sure. a small, positive message every day. And being there, one thing we've really taken the opportunity to do is call our client, our past clients, current clients, 
our uh, um, networking friends and referral sources, mutual referral sources, and just check in on people. And man, people appreciate that. Um, I would encourage. I got one of those calls. (laughs) I did. Was it was it a good experience? It certainly was. Um, and it, in the spirit of full disclosure, I did have an issue which I engaged John's firm for his services a couple of three years back, and you know it was a, it was a small thing, and I'm never going to be a major client, but you still looked out for me, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, you're so welcome. Well, that's you know that's just what we do, and and even though you're a quote unquote not major client, it's as important for us to circle back and make sure you're doing okay. Although I knew you were, but my team, my team didn't. So I'm glad you got to talk to somebody else. I really did. Uh, Let's go back and talk about the real estate closings again as well, because uh, you know, people are still buying houses. People still have to have a place to live. Um, Has that business stayed fairly steady for you? Or is it one of those things that it's moving up and down? Uh, steady, yes, as robust as we would have expected without the pandemic, no. Um, we are, you know, there there are some issues with folks' ability to get their loan is the main thing. But there's also the issue of, you know, we like to go in and quote unquote, kick the tires on a house before we buy it. And yeah. getting out to see a house is a bit of a challenge. Although I understand the realtors are doing a great job uh, providing you know, uh, gloves and masks at the door for somebody that doesn't have them, requiring everybody to wear them inside as they view a home. Uh, of course, lots and lots of hand sanitizer available mm-hmm. at all times. I understand uh, even now, uh, at times, the realtor will wait outside and let the uh, prospects go through the house. They'll be there with them, but they won't, you know, themselves into the premises right. just to try to keep things safe. So, we're seeing um, we're seeing business remain steady, although not at the level we would like to see it, um, and that we would have expected without this. I, you know, I'm a numbers guy. I've been watching the numbers. Yes, we've had a little dip, but we're we're uh, on an incline now, and I expect that to continue. I have prog- you know, I have prognosticated that June. I would love it to be early June. It's probably going to be a little later in the month that we're going to start to see the uh, more robust summer action in real estate. But, you know, we haven't had a lot of inventory. Uh, there right. haven't been a lot of houses for people to buy. One of the sad side effects I'm hearing from my uh, colleagues in the what they call family law, and I call divorce law because I think estate planners are family law uh, area, is that a lot of people have been forced to be alone together and have said, you know, <laughs> let's just go ahead and get over this. And so there are going to be some real estate coming online for people that have decided during the isolation to get divorced. Yeah, My title company underwriters are telling me really they expect a, a return of normalcy in real estate this fall and mm-hmm. that they expect it to be a more robust fall than usual because of the, the pent up demand that will be for people that are choosing to, you know, uh, isolate themselves and and stay at safe distances. I have heard as well that there's about three months inventory out there where the standard is about six months inventory on existing homes. And and my wife is a site agent for a major builder and she's doing much the same thing that you were talking about, about the um, having people go through and, and, you know, she'll open up the model 
send them through, but not necessarily go in with them. So there are some things of that nature that are happening. The other thing is a lot of virtual tours. And I think realtors are going to make a lot more use of the virtual tours, particularly before they have somebody come out. And it just will save a lot of time all the way around. Uh, and I think that's going to be realtors and throughout uh, industry. You know, I was not competent on Zoom uh, or any other platform of that type when this started. And we're doing, you know, we can't do our workshops. One of the ways I love uh, to get to know people is to educate in workshops around mm -hmm. the community. We can't do that right now. I don't think it would be responsible just yet. So we're doing a weekly Zoom uh, cast. Uh, I remember the first week I was a flush. <laughs> it was a terrifying <laughs> experience. And now it's like, okay, that's done on to the next thing. So I think a lot of us have learned a lot about being remote about educating remotely, about sharing uh, that experience with people too. Let's talk a little bit about your timeline. I mean, you're obviously pretty much getting back to a normal business environment there at Rock Solid Law. How, what do you, what do you, what do you have left to do going forward as the community starts to open up again? Sure. Uh, well, you know, we do have the one team member who will probably come back uh, after school in the end of the month. Um, and, and, you know, like you, we choose to be very active in community events and we're just not seeing those, uh, and I think it's probably wise not to get large groups of networking people together. So we're going to sure. figure out how to do that. I myself, Tom, and I have restaurant clients and I wish them the very best, but I'm not ready to go out and dine, uh, yet, but I know some of my friends are and have, and have had great experiences. So I think that's a really personal choice people have to make. Um, so the firm, uh, I, I think we'll probably keep up the uh, antiseptic practices as long as we can get supplies and as long as we can. I mean, there's no reason to risk. As you know, I have two small children. Right. And uh, so I feel a great responsibility for that. And someday I'd like to visit my aging mother again mm -hmm. and uh, give her a big hug too. So I feel like it's really important. I know she was getting a new, uh, she's up in the Carolinas, a new, uh, uh, internet provider today. And she had a mask ready for him in case he wasn't wearing one. I thought that was very proactive of her. Pretty proud of mom. Hey, let me give you one anecdotal sure. um, a business matter. You mentioned your wife. Well, my wife, Krista, is uh, one of the ladies that runs the Driftwood Shop in Jacksonville Beach. And they closed down for a long time. They've just started opening up for limited hours. They're requiring everyone to wear a mask and only allowing a certain number of people in at a time. But Speaking of pent-up demand, once they opened the doors, people were coming to shop, and um, most people are very cooperative. They kind of have a joke. Every Saturday, there's one shopper who doesn't understand why she has to wait her turn nor wants to wear the mask, and they just <laughs> wait for that one to come through so they can be done with her. Yeah. So uh, I would just encourage people, having having had that perspective shared with me, to just, you know, whatever rules where you want to go or setting out, just follow them. Be polite. Make life good for everybody. Absolutely. It's not It's not worth getting in, in an argument over. Um, and to your earlier point, I have been out, we have been out to eat a couple of times. Um, it, and the restaurants seem to be doing a really good job keeping the tables far apart, keeping the, the numbers down, and which is not good for them, obviously, in the social distancing. I also got my hair cut for the first time on Tuesday in about of two months. And I'm, I was all about getting my hair cut. <laughs> and, and Tom, 
I was laughing with my mother on the telephone because as a kid in the 60s and 70s, I always wanted long hair and I had a buzz, right? And uh, I had an appointment last night. Now, the radio folks can't see me, but you can. But it got confused and my appointment was taken by somebody else. So I'm trying again this afternoon. I'm having my last (laughs) Corona due day. Well, good luck. Yeah, I'm I'm like you. I, I had that rock and roll long hair back uh, when I was a, a teenager, and now it's, it's number three guard and take it all off. I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> Speaking of rock and roll hair. Uh, oh, well done. <laughs> what a heck of a segue. Let's talk yeah. about your band a little bit. You are the bassist and front man for a band that's been around the beaches area for uh, a long, long time called Bay Street. And I, I know you're not out playing gigs and such at this point. Talk about this from, and I've talked to a, a, a professional musician, but talk about this from an amateur musician's perspective about how this situation has really affected what you do as far as your music is concerned. Well, sure. And, you know, I do have a couple of guys that uh, have been long-term in Bay Street and they do pay their mortgage with their their music side. So that's been a, a hard, uh, hard thing for those guys, particularly. You know, uh, for me, we've been playing since the, well, since 1987 and 30 years at Ragtime. So when it was uh, a a quote unquote fact that Ragtime was closing, Mm -hmm. to realize that I may have played my last gig in Ragtime was really psychologically hard because I didn't know it was the last gig when we did it a couple of months ago. (laughs) You might have done something Uh, different. You know, and we were we were back on the main stage for the 30th anniversary of Spring in the Blues, mm-hmm. and of course that's gone. Uh, I had written, I always write a new original for that festival any year that we're on it. And this year, the one was dedicated to my son, and he was excited. And that didn't happen, and then of course this weekend would have been Dancing in the Streets, right. and we were invited to be on that one as well. So I miss those things. I miss those things a lot. But my heart really goes out to those professional musicians who that's their only source of income because I know this is a really rough time. I'd encourage everybody to support them when they do things on the internet. And especially if you have the opportunity to make a donation, whatever you're able to do. I, uh, I may have mentioned to you before Tom that I decided I was going to stay out of all of that Mm -hmm. uh, because I do have the law firm and that's what sustains my family. Uh, But then uh, Beaches Council on Elderly Dialeride called and I ended up with, uh, the Hollingsworths from Foreplay and mm-hmm. uh, Mike Shackelford and Debbie Bailey Ryder doing uh, one time with six strings and singing into a computer uh, <laughs> for their uh, fundraiser because, of course, their annual fundraiser was taken out by, mm-hmm. by the social distancing. So I'm glad I did that for a good cause. Uh, I don't think anybody really needs a bass player to warble at them too much over the internet. And so uh, I think if you really need to see that, it is on my firm website. Um, if you do watch it, uh, I hope that you will contribute to dial ride because that was the whole purpose. I'm looking forward to playing again. I miss, uh, I actually miss my bandmates. I joke mm-hmm. around a lot. We've been together a long time. We play more music than we actually talk these days when we're together. But um, I'm missing those guys. Uh, the interaction of playing music together, I think, is the universal language. And I tell you, the hardest part for me is, man, what I love about being in a, a group is, A, the, uh, the conversation and interaction for the musicians, but maybe even more importantly is with the crowd. Right. What is a crowd going to be going forward? I don't know when we will have 
you know, a massive group of sweaty people dancing on a dance floor and pressing up and falling into us again. And I missed that already. I can't wait for that again. But I don't know. If, you know, I don't know what the new normal will be. I think if Dr. Uh, Fauci has his way, that'll be never. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I that that's not OK. You know, no. we need festivals, concerts and even us little guys that play, uh, you know, in the corner pub and uh, give people a little mental break from the realities of the world in a good time. Well, sure. And, and the audience is always where a performer, no matter how they're performing, draws their energy. It just it just is. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Well, John, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you're I know you're a busy guy with uh, with your law practice, but I really appreciate you taking time out to talk with me today. And uh, is there any other message that you'd like to send out to the folks who are who are listening today? Well, ironically, a pandemic has helped a lot of people come to the conclusion they do need to do their will and or trust. Mm -hmm. So uh, we and uh, of course, there are other competent professionals are here to help. We'd love to do that. It's what we love doing in the community. I had a closing that didn't go the other day and the realtor said, darn it, I wanted John to do it because they do so much to the community and nothing means more to me than that. Uh, we love being a part of your community, 904, and uh, Tom Patton, you're doing a great job. I appreciate you on so many levels, um, the least of which is as a client, you know, as a friend <laughs> and as a community member, somebody that really pushes forward. Uh, all those things that are important in our community. Thanks for letting me have this time with you this morning. Well, thank you, John. And hopefully we'll be seeing you soon at a chamber event where we can all get together and if not shake hands, at least bump elbows. I look forward to that, my friend. Because we've all got to develop our business somehow. And that's that's one way that we do it. Absolutely. So good. Thanks very much, John Miller, Rock Solid Law. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, drop me an email. I'm tcpatton813 at gmail.com. This podcast is supported in part by listeners like you. Visit the homepage on anchor.fm to learn how you can support the program. We'll be posting new podcasts each Monday and Thursday, so I hope you'll join us again next time. You can also get previous podcasts at the anchor.fm homepage and at other fine providers of podcasts on the internet. For now, and especially now, remember to find the opportunity in every challenge. I'm Tom Patton.